This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. (laughs) Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Let's read something tonight. Ephesians chapter 4. How many people had a wonderful time on Sunday? And how many people are planning to have a better time this coming Sunday? Ephesians 4, let's read together. I'm going to start from verse... Um, let's start from verse 10. Ephesians 4:10. He that descended is the same also that ascended... Up far above, just went off, all heavens that it might fill all things. Hallelujah. Verse 11. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come, <laughs> he gave some, so that we all can come. Did you get that? Hallelujah. So the reason why he gave some is because of all. He gave some something that will help all, all together. Alright. Unto a perfect man, Unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Hallelujah. So the body of Christ can grow to become like Jesus. And that is our assignment. But how God does it is that the Bible says, He gave gifts unto men. He gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. He gave some evangelists. He gave some pastors. And He gave some teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. Now a better rendering says, now this one says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Actually, it means for the perfecting of the saints so that saints can do the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is not done by fivefold ministry. Fivefold ministry, they train people to do the work of a ministry. Did you get that? A coach does not play football. A coach coaches a team how to win. He does not step on the field with them to play. But he tells them before the match, during halftime, and then he stands by the line shouting. And some coaches are very active. Like Conte. <laughs> like Diego Simeone of Atletico Madrid. They are very, from the beginning of the match to the end, they are going to be running around the line shouting and jumping. Why some coaches will sit down like Alex Ferguson and be chewing chewing gum. But be correcting things. <laughs> and some other coaches just sit down quietly, stand up occasionally. 
But the Bible says he gave them this ministry for a reason. And there's something I want to explain briefly tonight. You can have your seat. God bless you. Hallelujah. If we don't understand this, we will continue to think that the work of the ministry is pulpits. And that error has to be corrected very fast. People think they are only serving God. They are only in ministry when they hold microphone. Less than 7% of us. That's what the Bible says he gave some. Less than 7% of us will come up and preach in a church. The arrangement is we gather in the church, we receive the word of God, so we go into our world to affect the world. Your ministry is not here for many of you. Among those who sing in the choir, only few people, for instance, you do house chores, but house chores is not your profession. You must clean your house. You must watch the place. You must iron your clothes. But that is not your profession. Are you with me? But then there are people in the house, like houseboy, whatever, that is their own work. I get what I'm saying. Inside the church, please, it's important that we understand this. Inside the church, there are those whose assignment is in the church. But very few. The rest of us are helping to keep things moving. Because that's our priority. No doubt about that. But our original assignment transcends the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? So among the people in ROL, there might be one or two whose assignment is inside. The rest, even though this one sings in the choir, our promised land might be helping widows outside. In other words, there is what you do in the church. There is an assignment given to you by God. And in most cases, they are not the same. Say amen. amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay. When this kind of message is taught, an error must be carefully, carefully avoided. There is a pit on this side. There is a pit on this side. Some of the people have understood what I'm, I'm saying. A few of them, they go to their stream and then they abandon church for pursuing a purpose. That will lead to destruction and error. But then there are some other people, they sit inside the church and they do nothing outside. And that is another error. Jesus said, go into all the world and pray the gospel. That is where, Mark 16, 15. Can you project it? Now, in the Bible, several words or a few words were used to describe the world. From Ion to in some cases Ethnos, but Jesus Christ, you know the Bible was translated from Hebrew, Hebrew Greek to English. Jesus chose a very, uh, he chose his word very carefully. He said, go into all the cosmos and preach the gospel. In other words, Jesus said, now, summer by the spirit, Jesus understood then, the word is in stratus. 
If you have read the book or you have listened to the message, a man taught on several mountains. So in the world we live in, this whole world, this globe, this big board, is divided into compartments. So within the world, you have the world of professionals, under which you have world of lawyers, doctors. Now you have, or let me first of all use what that guy calls seven mountains. There are seven forces that are impacting on the world or controlling the world. And in all nations, one, that is geographically, and then according to timing, one force might be stronger than other in this nation, another force might be stronger than others in that nation. Now, one force might be stronger than that between 1990 and 1950, and then 1950 to 2000, another force might take over. For instance, there was a time that battles were fought all over the world, like First World War, by military supremacy. What is going on in the world now is a battle of ideologies and economic stuff. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the world can at one time put a foot forward, which might be economy. Fifty years after, the prevailing or the leading foot might be technology. So you have, I, I don't remember how the man divided very well, but certainly you have different mountains, or he calls them spheres of influence. You have education. You have media and entertainments. You have politics. You have religion. Which one again? You have family. Which one again? Huh? Help me. <laughs> I think I read the book should be like almost 10 years ago. So, uh, are you with me? If you, anyway, you have, so you have them like that. And what the Lord is looking for, when you say Jesus is Lord, He must sit on all these mountains as the Lord. Believe me, it's not so right now. Where they mention the name of Jesus, in American film, and they block it. And there are people who sit in the church, they do not know. I have supported everybody who has joined Hollywood in this church, and I've told them, go there and make a difference. In other words, if you are called into entertainment, you are not different from a pastor preaching. He is your pastor, but out there, you are the apostle. You need the light of Christ to shine where you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Someone's area can be sports. When you begin to recognize that I am sent to this field, it's not to make, so it's not all about I want to make money anymore. It's about I represent the kingdom here. Let me show you what people don't know. Any word you hear from Jesus, you have to pay attention. Any word you hear from Jesus, you have to pay attention. Do you know Jesus did not say we should go on to, into all the world and pray to men. He said go, on to the, go into the world and pray to every creature. God's art is on the creation itself. Romans chapter 8 verse 20. Look at what the Bible says here. People don't know that God wants the entire art restored. 
That is why when the new heaven and the new earth is coming, original, we are going back to God's original plan. He had a plan. Satan messed it up. He put Adam there. Adam messed it up. And the plan has not changed. God has a plan for our planet. Those who are concerned about the rights of animals. See, what has happened by and large is that believers don't go into all these fields. There is a lady here, one of the ushers here, very wonderful lady. I don't know whether she's here today. She began to talk about climate and some other things. And I think you and also invited her. Now she's been abroad to give a lecture. And she's, she's one of us. I don't know whether she's here tonight. When I saw her stuff on Facebook, I said, oh Lord, this is wonderful. This is why, you see, I usually say to people, if you are not called into drama ministry, there is drama ministry as a church. So you do like Mount Zion. That's a calling. Now, if you are not called to that, but you have talent in acting, don't do Christian things only. Act anywhere, but be clean and pure. There are enough temptations. What the king of this world will try to do is that he wants you to do it like every other person. And when you do, your testimony is lost. Are you getting what I'm saying? You think God is not looking for models. Who would he define modeling? Who taught us that it has to be the way they are doing it? Why certain guys rise. If you read the story of Anna and the story of the story of Esther and the story of Ammon, Satan likes to promote his own people. When they sit there, they formulate policy that the rest of you will live by. And they begin to define the world that way. The world is going very soon now. You cannot say man and husband and wife. You have to say partners. Some people will get there and, for, and make it so and bind it on everybody. Why men slept? The enemy is coming. Because believers will always have opportunity, but many of them don't know. They don't know. It is true. It's a sad thing that many rich people in the church think that the only thing they are supposed to do is to give financially, give tithes and give to things. Yet inside many of them is seated treasures of an assignment, but they don't even know. Nobody has challenged them the way I'm saying this morning. So they come in, the pastor goes to me, they want to buy piano. So how much is the piano? Said this man, then they refuse that. Yeah, that can also be a ministry, but very few people. The fact that you are wealthy, I, I get what I'm saying. Yeah, because one of the, we will we, we, we'll get there, but not tonight. One of the ministries you'll see in the Bible is ministry of giving. It's part of an assignment. All Christians are supposed to give, but it's, an, it's a responsibility laid specially on some people. But they are going to receive grace to give more and more will be given to them, not for their own consumption. And they are going to stand before God to give an account. When people like that are bombarded with wealth and they begin to buy cars, they won't last. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you want to start praying that, Lord, test me with money. You know that prayer? You better think very well. <laughs> because he will obey you. But you see, riches have voice or wealth. He can tell you, make you a billionaire and tell you that you should stay with economic class. That your wealth is to help people. Anybody who mentions scholarship around you must help them. And the time we come, you enter Benz car lots. And you see all the Benz cars there. And you want to get a lot. So that's not why you are rich. <laughs> you know, it's better not to have money than to have money and not to be able to enjoy yourself. So that's why I say you should think very well before you start making requests. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. And believe me, there are people living like this. I heard, I don't want to mention his name. There's a guy. He's actually a lawyer. Most of the nine first building you see across the world, nation, is the one building it. From when he was in school, he made a covenant with God. Put the burden on first on me. Nifer is a fellowship invest in almost every school. And I learned what this guy does. Probably spends billions on Nifer every year. One guy, one part, across the world. He knew he was raised for that purpose and he has stayed with it. When you are like that, say, covenant is one of the ways to avoid the, the chaos and the dangers in this world. If there's something going on between you and God, and the two of you, you know how it's going, nothing will happen to you. Something happens to the kingdom loses. If God puts the weight of fellowship across campuses, across the nation on one man's shoulder, you think God will let something happen to that one man? Who is going to lose? So many believers haven't entered that covenant with God. I told of this guy that came when I was in Cardinal Savage. He came to preach in that church. He was going to the north and they were shooting inside the bus. He just sat down and started eating meat pie. He just said to God that in the last 11 years, I won soul every night. People like us are not many. Let them kill me and lose. <laughs> and then James, of course God will protect you, not because you are winning souls. No, he is he, committed to all his children if you trust him. He's so full of love. He's committed to all his children. But I'm saying that it makes a different meaning. If you also know that there is something going on between you and God. And you don't even tell people. There is something going on. See, there are people like that in this church. There are those who give and nobody knows their name. They will just put I.O. They don't want anybody to know. Let me not mention any need on pulpits. Immediately some people will just rise to it. And we don't, I don't know many of them. I, I don't know many of them. I know some a few, but I don't know many other people. Everything you see, everything every now and then, some people, and they are not interested in anybody knowing them. When we get an alert, you just put IO. And those who see into account, they tell me, so who is the pastor? We don't know, pastor. Just A O, A B, T Y, T Z. Hope your name is there. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? <laughs> the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly. But by the reason of him who has subject the same in hope. Verse 19. Look at this. Verse 19. This is, but the endless expectation of creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. The old creature is waiting. Animal kingdom, plant kingdom. Somebody gets here, they turn it to um, what they call it. And then they almost turn it to worship. Climate storm. Many times, believers are not found in all these places. In all these places. There was a time Christianity was very strong in the West of Ife. So uh, the, our SUG president in UI then, he was lambasting me. He came to see me, the pastor. He's a Muslim. He said, I don't know why. It's all of you fellowship. You don't dabble into what is going on in the school. So all you do is just to worship. And I listened to him because he was my friend. Like, he said, in Ife, when they raise school feet like this, he said, sometimes brethren are the first to come out to say, he said, so there is nobody that can become a school leader in Ife and try to shut down a fellowship. They are part of decision making. 
He said, people will finish fellowship in the evening. They come with their Bible to parliament and sit down. What are we talking about? Okay, so what's the VC saying now? They are not going to be rude, but they are saying that no, we are not going to allow them to cheat students. So he said it's not so. And, and he was right. I told him, I said, you are correct. And I still told him, I'm still not ready to go and sit down and discuss politics. <laughs> but I recognize, I understand. So I picked two people and I said, okay, represent us there. But I got what he was saying. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. I, I, I don't know how many of you are getting what I'm saying. So like, Oga, you ask, can you begin? So, you write for them in things. I've seen your work. There are other believers there. The first thing a Christian does to understand that I'm on a, on a mission here. The next thing is to begin to talk to other Christians there, to begin to pray, to see how you can make it better in that industry, and then install the Lordship of Jesus Christ and help others to know Him and grow in Him. That is what a Christian does. A Christian that is a doctor. You want God to use so mightily in the area of medicine and then that at the end of the day something comes from you that blesses humanity and glorifies Jesus. And that is what you live for. Did you get what I've just said? Verse 21. Let me wrap up with it. Verse 21. For the creation itself. See that word again repeatedly. Creature, creature. Not man. Everybody, you know, <laughs> animals are lucky to be in some nations, just like human beings. <laughs> there are places where your right counts, there are other nations where your right they will beat you on top of your rights. <laughs> One of our friends, a lawyer that we're in school together, you know, when people finish studying law, he starts off shaking them. I was telling a policeman around the Jota that I'm a lawyer. The, the, the guy gave five phone minutes. <laughs> the, the rest of the like, oh, lawyer. Did. You're talking to a man. I said, You think that does that mean anything to the guy? He dragged him down from the bus. We had people had to come down start begging the police. What was his offense? He said, I'm a lawyer. You can't. The police empire said something. I just said, I know that is not right. So you say, I'm a lawyer. Say you are a lawyer. Come. <laughs> There are places where they go around looking for dogs. Honestly, those things they make me laugh at times. I'm like, you guys, I don't get another thing to do. They go look for stray dogs, but it's a matter of value. They just believe that this creature shouldn't suffer. Bring them in. I was watching one natural, and you see this dog six months after, healthy. They might not be able to voice it out, but their heart will bless those people. You know there are nations, I've said it many times, when you go to a place in Paris and some other nations, where you stand at the center, birds will land on you. But our own, they don't land on us. They are smart. <laughs> One day I was in Baltimore, so I was looking at this square. I sat in a garden. They came out and they were moving around. I said, if you hold that you were in Nigeria, they will climb you, they will pass. You will just see yourself as someone's freezer. <laughs> You've been peeled, and then pepper is rolling around you. But see, they are lucky to be. You can't touch them in those places. I said to myself, okay, as in Nigeria, why are these birds landing on us here, and they don't there, and they don't land here? Maybe their forefathers landed, and <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was not a palatable story. So they learned. You, 
At times I'm praying now, some of these boys, they come. As soon as you come, they fly. They don't trust us. Are you, are you? You know, the height of it was one tournament that Nigeria organized. I don't know if you remember. Such an embarrassment. They caught these white doves and put them inside cage. Normally, when they open the cage, down, they will fly. And our banner will fly. They open the cage. The guy will do it. <laughs> when school, they we laughed. They were like, somebody said, maybe they didn't give them food. <laughs> somebody has spent the money meant for their food. They embarrassed us when they stay inside the cage. So come and get me. <laughs> What a name. Are you, are you with me? Somebody. God. Why are people going abroad? If you read the story of the Puritans. Believers arrived many years ago. They did not only stay within the church. They built their society. And I think Nigeria needs that seriously now. That people don't walk out of the church and behave like others. There was a time they said after 12 o'clock in UK or so you cannot meet anybody at the parliament again. They've all gotten drunk. All these nations too, they had their history. Until one day, some saints, they decided to arise. Look at the one pastor what you said when he was here. One this popular painter. He was painting, let's say they gave him this to do. He, was, he had finished everything. He was now painting inside where nobody will see. And his friend saw him and said, ah, even if you paint this with the most beautiful color, it's covered. Nobody's going to see it. He said, but my God says, I'm given a job. I'm going to do it and do the part that man cannot see, but God can see. Values. This restoration, God is asking for. When they meet you in the place of work as a Christian, can they, when Pastor Bimbo was working in National Theater, he got to a point, everybody that visited knew her. She never complained about taking people around to show them the hall and the toilets and everything. Some other time we see a client coming and they will get angry. Why? The client is going to get them up their seats, make them to go around. I've gone around two times a day. Why am I going around again? And they complain. Every now and then. Anytime my wife wants to complain about bank job, this one, that one, I told her one day, didn't you pray that you should become a manager? Now you're a manager. It's the old burden of the branch rests on your head. Why are you complaining? Why? And she got it. I said, no matter what. They disturb, they call you 11, 12 midnight. Yes. When we get back to our second born, two minutes, five minutes after the boy was born, a woman called and I picked her phone. I said, madam, she just put to bed. I'm at the hospital looking at her like this. That she just, she's on the bed. The man said, I have one more, but can I talk to her? We, we have to think about this. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. He gave gift to men. So when you come to church, it's a training ground. You don't deploy the skill on training ground. You carry the skill and go to where they are. you are being trained. Yes. So this is a training ground. Many people will have to pray that God should show you where you belong. I'm asking everybody to pray. And then look for other people in the church who have the same passion. And I've told you before, I see said it last week, look at shape, look at shape. Look at, what do you think is your spiritual gift? Look at your heart, what are you passionate about? Look at A, your abilities. Look at your personality. Then look at your experiences in life. 
those five elements will point you to what you are meant to, what you are created for. Find it quickly and begin to. You might be working in a bank. That might just be a source of income. There might be another assignment that you have. When believers hear spiritual assignment, they think of church. I've told you before, he gave some for the sake of all. Only some will operate that area. That's the truth. What all is called into is to go out and let the creation start stop crying. In all these seven mountains I mentioned, people are groaning there because there is bondage everywhere. Sons of God must come. They must come. There is a way you talk anyhow and Twitter and all these guys will promote you. There is a way you talk about God and they call you down. Many of you understand what I'm saying. This is because of the hand that is driving the car. If you are not the driver, you go where the ball goes. So to redirect the bus, you have to be the one driving. Or pray that the person driving should be saved. And I will end on that note. This is the second part of the message. Which has to do with this kind of traveling prayer. See, I tell you the truth. Even when you find what you are supposed to do, it is not automatic that you conquer. <laughs> the God of this world does not yield with peace. He has to be dislodged. There is a kind of prayer. Now, to pray that God heals somebody, to pray that God bless somebody, they are not as difficult as to pray that God change someone. The amount of spiritual energy that you need to cause a change is very deep. Especially, it is easier to change circumstances than to change a man. Galatians 4, 19. I'm going to show you something there. My little children, of whom I travail, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you help my uncle. I have discovered that kind of prayer doesn't change anybody. Lord, my father is a very wicked man. Change him. <laughs> my children, whom I travel in birth again until Christ be formed in you. The formation of Christ in a person demands traveling prayer. Sincerely speaking, when last did you cry in the place of prayer? The illustration of Jacob and God. We go through it at times. It's like you are wrestling with God in the place of prayer. In tears, trying to obtain something or change something. And the angel told Jacob in the morning. He said, you have power with God. You struggle and you did it well. He said, with men, you shall prevail. To prevail over the will of men. Sometimes there is need for serious traveling in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Is in Colossians 4.25 that Apostle Paul spoke of Epaphras. He said those who labor, fellow laborers in prayer. There is prayer. There is praying, laboring in the place of prayer. That one is not very common. Children that I travel when you get to anywhere and you know God wants me to operate here, the first thing that will happen is that Jericho will be shot against you when you are coming towards Jericho. Many times the land you are sent to will first of all resist you. 
Even Moses that God appeared to when he told the people, he said, who made you a king over us? One of the children that the He was first of all rejected. It takes traveling prayer to open doors. I was listening to a preacher one day and he said that. He said, this must be the experience of many people. And in the early days of our church, we did that. You cannot win people with food. They will do welfare for neighbors. The people will eat their rice and go away. Almost everyone would have experienced this before. <laughs> so you invite people to come and eat they, 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 because you want them to attend church. That is what British people don't get. Some churches now only cho- coffee and chocolate. And sometimes when I'm there, I just start laughing. This does not help the soul of man. There's nothing wrong with being nice. If you are putting it there just to make life beautiful, fine. But if you think that is why people will stay in church, it takes an anointing to make people stay. Hallelujah. Have you tried to start the fellowship in your office before? It takes an anointing. Not knowing what I've shared with you, now it has made people in different churches. Any feel of little anointing, they said, the God is telling me to start the church. No problem. <laughs> and then they just think, that, okay, I know Hebrew, Greek, and I can preach very well. No problem. You will pack your dictionary and your concordance and realize that by strength shall no man prevail. What you want to grow spiritually, many times you water it with your tears. Mark my word and write that down. Very true. Why do people go to occult power? They step out and this water is not as they thought it was, so they need Satan to help them. I know quite a number of some of the occult preachers we have now started in a very good church. They got offense. Somebody says something and then, I'm going to start my own and they move and so that it's not so. So out of shame. So that shame will not come. They go and that is more terrible because they will perish. Or Satan will help them initially. Or they just realize it's not as you think. What you want to grow spiritually, you wet it with tears. That means a serious time in the place of prayer. Traveling prayer. There is a prayer that you wake up in the morning, you know you've gotten the victory. You are not the one stopping praying. The Lord tells you that, daughter, it's enough. It's, it's fine. You are prevailed. And what will happen? There is just peace that descends on you as you are praying. You shut your eyes. The walls of your room can feel that you are praying. Not this one that you are just praying from your lips. This why people think prayer does not work. Because they don't pray the Bible. No, you cannot have the result of the Bible except you do it the Bible way. The Bible did not say the prayer of a righteous man and the one. The heartfelt, continual prayer. Heartfelt. Has prayer burnt your heart before? There is a way you are praying. It's hurting your stomach. And you are praying. You get to a point, you don't even know what to say again physically. Words are not coming out again. It's called agonizing prayer. Romans chapter 8. He said the spirits, we know not how to pray. It's a groanings that cannot be uttered. Believers have to return back to this. A moment like this will save your father. You finish growing, groaning three days after that, the cause that is now born again. Oh, the cancer in his body they have left. Why? You have not stayed with God to prevail over men. Power with God. Hallelujah. There's a younger brother misbehaving, embarrassing the family. You've spoken, you've spoken. Sometimes you need to get into closer for his sake. Especially when you hear a message like this, sometimes the Lord helps you with the initial. There's a strength. 
when you get home, days and that you don't talk to anybody, sometimes a message can help you jump start it. Don't waste it. Start praying. Because if you wait till tomorrow, you have to start from zero level again. There are times we initiate prayer by ourselves. There are other times that the spirit is the one be calling on you. You just sense a need to pray. And not only the need is there, you also feel light about it. You feel good about it. Normally you don't like praying for long, but this time around you are feeling like praying. Save that moment and use it well. Quickly switch off your phone because Satan will sponsor somebody. One call will come in. It doesn't waste time with moments like that. I have used the principle of the devil to prick him too many times and I enjoy doing it. I go to an office say you cannot see the man and they are delaying us. We are there sitting at the lobby for one hour. I was telling I don't know whether this one was. I was telling somebody this one. I enjoy doing it. I'm not doing it to while away time. I will just start praying or start. Okay, what have I been trying to study in God? So I pull out my phone and start. As soon as the message is beginning to come, the man will come out. And I'll start laughing. So this are you are that easy to get. Because he loves to frustrate believers. What he enjoys is that you are there, frustrated, three hours at the lobby. The moment he sees that you are putting those three hours into something spiritual, it looks like you are about to receive a word from heaven. Ah, he will open the door. Say, where is that man looking for us? Prayer. Are you with me? Hallelujah. That I travel until Christ before. Travel. Traveling prayer. Traveling intercession. Oh God. Lord, save our neighbors. And you are praying. Until it gets beyond ordinary prayer. If you want to be a soul winner, you need this kind of prayer I've just mentioned to you now. Then when you talk to men, they break down. Have you spoken to people before and they started crying? This is a full-grown person. At the beginning, laughing at what you were saying. Now crying. Why? There is an anointing in what you are saying. We don't go out with ordinary words. Glory to God. This kind of things, they must come back. Listen to me. Nobody is too hard to be won by the gospel. Nobody is too hard. Because will anybody get saved? No. Will you say anybody? No. But you begin to have tremendous results. You go and you speak to 15, at least you can count 7. And their salvation experience is a powerful one. They just break down before God. Those kind of people, you don't need too much effort to follow them up. Sometimes an encounter at the beginning matters a lot how the journey will look like. How many people are born again? All of you stand up. If you are born again, sit down. If I don't want to get stand up, are you sure? Look like I'm going to close your eyes. I won't ask anybody to close their eyes for you. Give you. When we ask people to close their eyes because we want to give life to Christ, you will be ashamed of Christ later. You are not joining secret clubs. Why are we asking people to close? I cannot tell them to close their eyes if you are calling cases out. I do that. Because the Lord doesn't embarrass anybody. But to accept Jesus and ask people to close their eyes. For what? They should not see you accepting Jesus. But they are seeing you when you wear NYC uniform. And every other thing you join, you join them openly. But when it's time to join Jesus, you join secretly. When you join secretly, you will not be able to stand for him openly. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? Say, second half of the year, let's burn for God. Hallelujah.
Say to yourself, you will not be an ordinary Christian in that sense. Even though you are not supposed to be anything like ordinary Christian, but I'm using that word to convey something. You will not be, you are going to be the strong one. The Bible says, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to be the weak type. How many big boys, girls, are you going to lead to Christ this second half of the year? They are funky, but yet they are giving their lives by their own dreads. When you speak, I so pray. When you go this way, your promised land will be subdued before you. It will be. As you try to start, prepare for opposition. But when you pray like this, it will be subdued before you. That's how it works. When we went to Abiyokuta, even though my friend told me to die, I knew inside myself that this does also. You know, when by the second us we were going to go to the city to do a meeting, but and I <laughs> we rented a small all of hotel. I invited pastors from the city, sent a message to the people I knew, and we made it a dinner and everything. I think the first meeting was the one that about twenty one people showed up, and I told them we have a vision of a conference in this city. It's going to be wonderful. I'll come with my friend up and say, I'll come in Atanebasi and it's going to be a very wonderful meeting. They said, yeah. So the next meeting will be two weeks time we'll pray. The next meeting will be two. Two. And I told my friend, there's no problem. We know what to do. Pastor Shem Goka. We both sat down on the floor and began to pray. And I said, if we can find seven, eight more people and we started, we started like that. We started praying. By the time it was two weeks to the program, they went to the prayer, the final prayer meeting, there were over 500 people at the prayer meeting. Prayer works wonders when people, because we began to pray. Zoom prayer, physical prayer, Zoom prayer, physical prayer, and everything just started growing, growing, growing. By the meeting, they said there were 6,700 people at the meeting in the city of Abelkuta. Prayer. When I saw 500 people coming to pray, but it started with two people. As we start praying, barriers will just start breaking. If you will not give up and born, born in the place of prayer. You see, if we do this for services on Sunday, people will come in and cancer will leave their body without pastor talking about cancer. That is when members of the church will start saying that I walk into that church and the spirit left me. I walk into that church, I cannot go into procession anymore. That is why people will, it happened in those days in the house's crusade. Somebody went there as a jihadist to attack Idausa. They had not started the crusade. He was at the back and he heard the voice. Today you give your life to Christ. He said the next after the voice just found himself at the altar weeping, weeping. Why there were enough angels and they just service his head. Well, what are you here to do? Go, go and give your life to Christ. <laughs> and the guy went to the front and he gave his life to Christ. Tremendous power. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is what we need. Honestly speaking, if we all cry, if we all cry as we pray Saturday nights, it will be a wonder service. I mean, you come on Sunday, we are broken through the atmosphere. There is liberty. Somebody is driving by himself, he will stop and come in. It happens everywhere at Big Treat and it has happened here also. Some people joined this church, nobody invited them. They just saw the banner and stopped and came in. But what this means we do, that will be multiplied several times over when there are many people praying. Many people praying. So I say, you know, I never believed Jesus, but I don't know why I decided to come. And now, 
Because you can't really explain Jesus to people. Our message is hard to believe. That's why we are giving signs following. When people start saying, let us make sense, Christianity does not make sense. How do you explain virgin baths? It's already dead on arrival. That a girl gave baths and nobody prayed. All other prophets and people, somebody gave birth to them. It's our own. That came into a woman's womb without any man's intervention. One time they wanted to create one world religion. The only religion they had probably was Christianity. Buddha was a man. All other religions acknowledged that their leader was a man. A man who brought a teaching. All other religions. You were the only people that said your own. No be man. Than a God himself who came down. So imagine somebody who has never heard the gospel before. You attend the person and say, Almighty God came down. He did not stand on Mount Sinai. He came down inside the girl's womb. And the girl had a boyfriend. <laughs> and I, I, I saw the film they acted in church. Was it uh, the drama group? When the friend said that, you see, you pregnated the girl, you are now saying that an angel appeared, uh, vision, Messiah. And truly, I can understand. So a man has a girlfriend. All of a sudden, two of them are claiming that an angel, a baby entered her womb. It made the Pharisees to believe Moses more. They didn't want to believe Jesus. But the Lord is not, our God is the only wise God. With the message, he gave signs and wonders. So that when you find, because when he told Moses to go and tell them in Egypt also, he had message. Nobody had heard before. It's easy for you to be like, because you have read the Bible and you have seen God and the Holy Spirit dwells inside you, so you understand. But to, a, to slaves who have been in slavery for 430 years, a man that ran away 40 years ago suddenly comes back and he says that a bush was born and it was not burning. And the long and short of it is that God said I should come and bring you out. Out of where? Say out of Egypt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> number one, he had a slave suffering seriously. You just look at, this is a cock and bull story. I mean, one God appeared to you and he said, you should come and take us out of Egypt and you are going to tell Pharaoh, Pharaoh this. <laughs> Somebody said, well, let me cancel you. <laughs> it's good that you told us first. <laughs> don't, don't go and tell Pharaoh this because you might never make it alive from his prison. Even Pharaoh laughed when he heard it. He said, oh, sorry, Moses say it again. Who is God? Many people don't know. Ramses, he knew Moses very because they grew up together. So he just, that was when Moses dropped the rod. He said, ah, <laughs> we thought to this now. Magic. He called the, he said, one rod. He said, all of you come. Gather your rod. <laughs> Show him 200 snakes. Well, like Moses has learned some tricks now. He's beginning to come and challenge us. So it was difficult. The guy felt for a long time that Moses just understood a little more about magic. When he turned the water to blood, that was why he refused to, he refused to give in. He refused to accept you were looking at the guy that said, you learned all these tricks here. Because they had magicians in Egypt. And the first four, four plagues, they repeated the same thing until the fourth one. So it was hard for him to be like, what's this guy trying to say? What's the, what, are you, what are you saying? Somebody appeared to you. You were carrying your father-in-law's ship to the back of the desert. You were the only one there. And a bush was burning. And the bush was not burning. And somebody said, I am the God of Abraham and you are sick. But God told him, even Moses, when he heard the message, Lord, let's be realistic. Nobody will accept this message. God said, drop your rod. He said, put your hand in your bosom. And he said, this is because the message of God is hard for a carnal man. There are two ways. What I started with, deep intercession 
and then signs and wonders. Jesus himself said, except they see signs, they will not believe. Because the message is difficult to preach without signs. That's why I don't argue with Muslims. I don't argue with people. Jesus tried it with the woman in Samaria. She started arguing. And Jesus told the woman that no problem. You've had five husbands. The one you are with now. She said, sorry. <laughs> I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. It is the only way. I like it when God builds me out at times with those gifts. I lost my ID card in UI. And if you lose your ID card in UI, many of you went to UI, you understand. You suffer. See, the system of this country makes you to want to do the wrong thing. One guy in my class, he was a very bad boy. He said, Pastor, hey. He said, I don't lose my house. He said, I'll post you are there. They go do them for you for 500 naira. Fake ID. He said, they carry them go heaven. He said, just do your ID and show that it was exam time. I said, but I can't do that. I don't believe in any form of falsehood. So I went to uh, UI security post to admin block I, to complain. Officially, I write a letter. Take a letter to UI uh, security post that you lost your ID card. Go and make a security report. ID card. Went there. Those ones said that we are under Songo police station. So go outside the school, go to the main police station. I got there. They said, go to high court and swear affidavit that you lost your card. I was, we were writing exam. I only had one day off. Ah. You know, it occurred to me that, but boy, it's awful. <laughs> you know, just like, oh God, this guy told me. But I said, no problem. I got to the high court. The woman was asking that before signing, she made me write it myself. Just put their signature and stamp on it. And ask me for money. I said, Madam, I don't give. Say, it's not bribe. Almost I speaking Yoruba, mommy. I want no ring I, I felt Russia gave us some money. So I came, I got to police station to show them. And the woman, so a female officer was looking at me. So I said, You think you will sign without you giving us anything? And she threw it back at me. Ah. As I picked the thing from the floor, I just saw as if there was a flash on her head, the name of our church. I said, Ma, do you go to so so church? She said, I remember. I said, No, I do attend. I said, I attend campus, but I don't go out of school. He said, So, uh, who told you? I said, The Spirit of God just told me that that's your church. And I'm surprised that you are going to that church and you want to collect bride from me. He said, Can I have the paper? And she signed. I said, Lord, more of this gift. <laughs> In this nation, I said, We, we, we need, we need this. I was going to be giving you. Not last year, last man stopped me and he said I took, he said that matter loot that I, I crossed the line. I said, but they said they crossed it in the afternoon. But that this is more. I said, so there is a time to cross. And a time, he said, yes. That we authorize people to cross when there is traffic. He said, but you, you just cross. I said, I pass this every day. I see people passing it. I said, I people were passing but you are the one we caught. I said, what? He said, let's go to our office. I said, no problem. So as we were going, I was just playing those So him all let deal. He kept looking at me like, like this guy is enjoying this whole drama. <laughs> because I, I didn't even know as he was in the car. I was singing along. We got to the office. He said, Park! I parked. And then he went to talk to his guy inside. And I was there. They were talking. They were talking in the office. So I just said, Sorry, it's hot. Yeah, can I stay outside? So the boss was wondering, ah, You are not going to hear what we are saying. I said, It's of no use. You have already said I'm guilty. So there's no point. There's nothing else to hear. So decide my punishment. So I stood outside. So that sort of touched the boss. So he came and said, you know what? I'm using my church mind though. Take your key, go. I was like, may the church mind go around to all of you. <laughs> so I called him. As I was going, I stopped and I said, come. 
as I said, if you had asked me for 500 naira, I would have paid the fine rather than giving you cover. At least the fine will go to federal government. I said, I'm sure I didn't do anything. He just wanted to extort money from me. I said, but you did. I said, sincerely, you phoned my... I, I, never, I said, I never thought that you would ask me to go without collecting money because it's very unlike you. And I said, when you do that, you don't know the people you are meeting. I said, so follow me. So he followed me and I gave him 10,000. He saw called me. They didn't believe it. You know those people, they are broke. And I, I said, you know why I'm doing this? When you meet someone else another day, be merciful. You just don't know. You can extort 1,000 from a woman who could have helped you for your lifetime. I said, learn to treat people with dignity and not all about wanting to collect something from them. If sometimes, even if they, you know it's a mistake, why don't you just tell them, don't do that again, tell them to go. I said, British police do that. Must you enter their car and collect something from them? And all of you, since you've been collecting, when we are big treats, they are, they are always there extorting people. One day I got to the office and I sat down. There's somebody who was looking for me. He turned out to be the three policemen. Uh, policemen. One of them came in and the first he told me, he said, I've been having nightmare. I want to say, why won't you have... Why, who else should have nightmare? Why won't you have nightmare? A day before, they were harassing one woman. She was crying. And people were testifying that the woman did not beat the traffic lights. But they bombarded her car. That alone will give you nightmare. So I told him, I said, you see, you, there, there are no principalities against you. You need repentance. When you repent, nightmare will stop. Because you yourself, you are a nightmare. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's rise tonight. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we worship you. Is someone blessed tonight? Let's have the communion. Sorry, my watch stopped during the mess. I didn't even know that it's after it. I was enjoying myself. <laughs> and you were enjoying me also. <laughs> so we are both guilty. <laughs> let's have the communion and let's close. Is someone blessed tonight? Hallelujah. Sometimes, sit quite low on your bed and ask God, what do you want from me? Those are great prayers. What do you want from me? There are people listening to me. You still think the Lord is so concerned about the mistakes you have made. Forgetting the things that are behind. You might have messed up divine plan many times. Sinful habits, wrong things you have done. But you see, begin a journey with him. He's not going to remember the past. He starts you up on a new level. Jesus loves those who are passionate about souls. Those who want to make the kingdom of God to reign everywhere in this world. The kingdom. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your name. We worship you. Jesus, your name is power. Can we take this as a sign of fresh commitments to the things of the Spirit? Kingdom. You have made me a sanctuary pure and whole tried and true oh, with a I am 
I'm being led to say to people here and those who are watching, never allow guilt to rule you. Sit down with the Lord and find out from me what he wants you to do. All things are past and we have brought to you a new life. I have shown you my mercy by bringing my word to you that you might know that when I forgive, I also forget. Blessed be your name. You cannot stand before God like the condemned one. He has offered you liberty. All things have passed away. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, let your blood wash up that consciousness of sin. In the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name. We affirm our faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. We believe. And we take this communion by faith. We bless the bread. We call it the body of Christ. Broken for us. And the blood shed for us. We do this by faith. Showing the Lord's death till he comes. I believe in resurrection. I believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. Say that loud and clear. I am sanctified by the blood. I am justified by the blood. Just as if I never sinned. I'm purified by the blood. I'm cleansed by the blood. I'm not conscious of any sin. Through his blood, I have redemption. I have the forgiveness of sins. Nothing stands between me and the Father. Absolutely nothing. They've all been cleared by the blood. I own sin, Satan, and sickness, nothing. All my debts have been paid. I take this communion to remind myself of that fact. Go ahead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We honor you. We worship you. We give you praise. Blessed be your name forever. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello, thank you for watching us. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him. And it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now. And I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.